Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about katydids. Okay, first off, I am very sorry we didn't have an episode last week. So here's, like, typically, I'll research an episode throughout the week, and then on Friday I'll take my research to write the episode, and then I'll either record and edit on Friday, or I'll do that part on Saturday. Well, last week on Saturday, I sat down to finish up the episode and realized that I hadn't even finished the research part yet. In fact, a typical episode has something like three pages of research, and I had a solid two bullet points for this one, and that was it. So in just one day, I would have needed to research, write, record, edit, and schedule an episode, and that felt impossible. Because I do this in my free time for zero money, I feel like a huge apology isn't necessary, so I'm just going to leave it there as like a straight, sorry about that, but here we are. As a reminder, we're learning about katydids, and a fun fact, my little sister's nickname is Katydid. Don't know why, that's all I have. Let's get right into the facts. So katydids are a large group of insects in the order Orthoptera, meaning they're related to like grasshoppers and crickets. Some katydids have been called longhorned grasshoppers because of their long and slender shape. But actually, katydids are more closely related to crickets than any type of grasshopper, which is interesting because of their size. But anyway, uh, then they can be found anywhere in the world except Antarctica, which is true of most things I've found. Like, unless they're like a really niche thing, they're found everywhere except Antarctica, which I think is very funny. There are about 6,400 species worldwide with the greatest diversity in the tropics. Most North American species are placed in the same family and divided among seven to ten subfamilies. Basically what that means is like classification-wise, katydids are kind of all over the place. And the main groups of commonly encountered katydids here in North America include the true katydids, the false katydids, the shield-backed katydids, meadow katydids, and cone-headed katydids. There are about 255 species in North America and 20 species alone in the Midwest, which is crazy. Because of all this diversity, we'll be just learning about katydids as a whole in general um, instead of focusing on one specific one today. So katydids in general may be called bush crickets or like I said a second ago, long-horned grasshoppers. But again, remember they are not crickets or grasshoppers. They are their own thing. Most types of katydids are green and have markings to help them blend in with leaves and other foliage. Like crickets and grasshoppers, they have long back legs to help them jump, which kind of attributes to why they get confused for them sometimes. And then they can rub their front wings together to make a loud sort of song that gives them their name. It sounds like did. so we were real creative with naming these ones. One species I saw, the leaf katydid, just looked like a leaf with legs. Very fun. Just so fun. (laughs) 10 out of 10 on design on that one. I loved it so much. Katydids develop through three life cycles. 
So they start as an egg and then as a nymph and then they're adults. And then often they overwinter as eggs. Eggs of some katydids hatch in late March through May. So they're like spring things. These adults appear in midsummer and continue to lay eggs through June and July. Some katydid eggs will hatch in like July and August, making them more summer things. And then some will produce a second generation in a year, but most just do one generation a year. Katydid adults and nymphs can chew holes in foliage, so they do eat as both young and adults, and then primarily they eat a lot of plants, but pause on that for just a second. So smaller nymphs feed in the middle of a leaf, creating large holes. Larger nymphs and adults will chew and feed on like the edge of the leaf. And because katydids chew on only one or a few leaves before moving somewhere else to feed, leaf chewing by them is not like important to plant health, like they won't kill your plants. Aside from foliage, nymphs and some katydids also feed on young fruits of citrus and like stone fruits. So think like apples, blueberries, pears, peaches, that kind of thing, which is interesting. And it kind of makes them almost a nuisance for like our food chain. But katydids tend to take one small bite out of the fruit before moving on to another feeding site. So they don't damage like the fruit a lot, but they may damage a large number of fruits. So they're just taking one bite and moving on. The feeding wounds generally heal over, but as the fruit grows, the wound enlarges into like a brownish gray or tan, like sunken patch. So like at the store when you're looking at your apples and it looks like they might have a bruise, maybe a Katie did got it. Sometimes katydid feeding on young fruit causes it to grow like distorted and it may cause the fruit to fall off the tree or vine or wherever it's growing. Note that certain other insects do the same thing. So like if you're having trouble with your fruit, it may not be katydids, but it could be. Overall, they don't do a ton of damage to your plants and just maybe more of like a nuisance. Some species, however, will eat smaller garden pests, making them helpful plant inhabitors. So we've talked before about things that eat, things that like actually kill your plants. And some species of katydids do eat like aphids and smaller things like that. Katydids don't bite people or pets and are not toxic if your dog eats one. I know that sounds silly, but as a person with a dog who will put literally anything in her mouth. That's a real concern for me. Apparently, the katydids are generally very gentle, but to be honest, I think the only time I've seen them is when they're like hanging onto the windshield of my car. Isn't that weird? They're native to where I live and I've never seen them in the wild. Crazy, but they do blend into plants, so maybe I'm just missing them. I am very visually impaired, so that wouldn't be surprising. All right, finally, will it pet? Yes. One source I found said that their temperament makes them great pets, and their tanks are fairly easy to maintain, so go for it. I think you can find a breeder to get them, or you can always just pick one from nature. I don't super love that, though, because they are a part of your local ecosystem, and they kind of need to be left to do their part in nature. Now, 
I do like hanging out with the bugs that live in my yard. If you remember the wolf spider episode, I have one named that lives in my front flower bed and we're pals. So if katydids were living in my yard, I think I'd just like to watch them do their thing in the yard. But that's just me, you know. Having my coffee with the katydids sounds like a fun plan. Alrighty, let's recap and close this one out. Katydids are not crickets or gla glasshoppers. <laughs> Dang it. I'm recording at night and it's throwing me off. I usually don't record at night. We're recapping. <laughs> Katydids aren't crickets or grasshoppers. They're their own thing. Although that isn't super well defined, their classification is kind of tricky, but they are definitely not crickets or grasshoppers. Some species do eat plants, but don't cause a lot of damage. Others eat flower bed pests, so they're pretty helpful. They apparently have a very gentle disposition. Had no idea. Uh, finally, I missed last week's episode, so I'd like to just apologize again for that. Sorry. That'll do it for this one. Thank you so much for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast. The Bug Plug is researched by Kaylee, written by Kaylee, recorded by Kaylee, edited by Kaylee, and I missed something. Anyway, I do it all. I'm Kaylee. I do it all. The Bug Plug's theme is from Fine Tune Music. You can follow The Bug Plug on Instagram and TikTok by searching The Bug Plug. And reach out to us by emailing bugplugpod at gmail.com.